morning. Today I'm speaking with Ernesto Griffith, actor, co-writer, and co-producer of the upcoming movie called Billy. Along with the film's director, co-writer, and co-producer, Winston Washington Moxham, they have created a movie about Billy Beale, one of the first documented black people to immigrate and live in Manitoba. Hi, Ernesto. Hi, Ben. Uh, for you, what is the most compelling part of Billy Beale's story? Um, the most compelling part was probably the fact that he just moved to an area that he didn't know. Um, certainly being the only black person for miles, he certainly was, I guess, somebody that they saw as being out of place. Um, but he remained and loved the area, and he did a lot for the community, so um, certainly he benefited, benefited from um, him being up there. Um, he added a lot to the community. Also, I guess, was a very driven individual in terms of, you know, starting a library up there, uh, being on the board of school trustees for 37 years, um, being able to clear the land that uh, he purchased, even though uh, he was cleared within uh, five years, they allowed him to do it in eight years, but uh, just staying up in that environment, just the harsh climate compared to where he was from uh, would have been uh, certainly a, a big difference for him. I imagine it must have been a fairly intimidating and isolated uh, sort of life for Billy. Uh, what drove you to work on this film and make you want to tell this story? Uh, when I was uh, 11, we moved from um, London, England to Brandon, Manitoba. So there are very few uh, black people living in Brandon at the time. And uh, so I asked you know, some of the younger kids around the area, you know, if there are any other black people around. And one kid said that uh, there was one that they heard of who lived up in the pod, this old guy, Billy. So that was my first experience with hearing about this Billy, but I knew nothing about him. Years later, hearing the story again about this black man named Billy Beale who moved uh, from Minneapolis to Swan River in uh, circa 1906, and I wondered, well, why would this guy move up there? And drew him up to that area. And uh, so I did some investigating and, uh, you know, found out what he had done in his life. And, you know, some believe that he was trained as a doctor in the U.S., but people weren't sure. Uh, the fact that um, he said that his parents were white um, was intriguing because he was darker-skinned. From what I've been told is that his parents were uh, very light-skinned black people uh, that tapped for white. And his dad was a book dealer and lecturer in Minneapolis. And uh, it wasn't until I started having children uh, some of the children came out darker skinned, and that's when people realized in Minneapolis the family, the parents were actually uh, black and not white. So I wasn't an actor at the time when I first heard about Billy, but I knew I wanted to play the character. Eventually, uh, years later, I did become an actor, and uh, certainly this was a story that I wanted to tell based uh, on the fact that I, I, we didn't really know much about black history when I first came to Canada. There's not a lot of record. So I certainly wanted to document, uh, you know, a story like this that I feel is important. So in some respects, your stories were parallel, yours and, and Billy's, coming to a small town with not many other black people living there. Exactly. Yeah, definitely lots of parallels. You know, I never experienced racism personally when I lived in England. Uh, it wasn't until I came to uh, my first day of school, and I was called the N-word. I didn't even know what it was, but certainly that was my first uh, uh, experience with racism. And a lot of the stories in the film are uh, based on my own experiences. And also, Winston's also discussing our 
recently we've experienced since we've only been here, but certainly uh, Canada's a great place, there's no doubt about it. I don't think there's any place that doesn't have racism, but certainly you do find uh, my experiences in the film. You say that you've been working on this project for four years. I imagine this has seemed like a long time. Were there any major obstacles you had to overcome to bring this project to fruition? The biggest obstacle um, was uh, the money, actually. Um, Trying to find the money, there was, you know, we'd been told by certain individuals that they had money for us, that they would give us money to continue and finish the project, but ultimately the the money never came through, so we just had to make it based on (laughs) little monies that we had. Certainly the the money that we had was... uh, not enough to finish a feature film. Also, prior to that, I was in a couple of car accidents. I had actually lost my memory for um, several months, <laughs> so that was a big obstacle. And so the injuries that I suffered because of the accidents were uh, certainly created a lot of delays uh, in the production. Was information about Bill easily available, or did it require a lot of research? Uh, it wasn't readily available. Um, certainly, I had to call, do a lot of phone calls to people. Uh, in Swan River, a lot of people that are, you know, were in their 80s, uh, 90s, you know, when I started doing my research, uh, that remember him. Some people, you know, when they were around 10 years late, they said they didn't really remember him. And so I got a lot of stories uh, based on people, uh, people's recollections from Swan River uh, when they were children. So that's where most of the information came from. The poster film stills uh, show Bill with his camera. What significance did his photography play in Canada's history? Uh, in my opinion, Billy archived um, pioneer history in uh, the Swan River Valley area through his photographs. Pictures that we've seen of that he's taken of suffragettes, farmers in, the, in their fields, people in their living rooms, school children uh, in front of their school, uh, dressed in costumes. So I believe that he uh, archived medical history, and uh, not a lot of people have seen the photos. I believe there was an exhibit uh, several years ago, but I haven't seen anything since. There's no photos that I've seen on the internet except for one self-portrait of him. But yeah, the significance of his photos were uh, archived in medical history. And, and I guess the history of the time. Exactly. You had noted that you, you, I believe it was some of your wife's grandparents' photos in the movie, as you were unable to get any of the Beale photos for the premiere. Are there any plans to use his actual photos in the final version of the film? And or where can people find these photos to look at them today? Yeah, there was plans to try and get the photos, but ultimately um, people had had the photos. Initially had said yes, they were going to allow us to use the photos and then change their mind. So we had no choice but to use uh, alternate uh, uh, photos. Are they owned by a museum now, or is there some place where people can see them today? From what I understand, there are several photos of Gillies in the uh, museum in Swan River, is what I've been told. Enjoyed the, the movie. We thought it was very touching. I realized that there was a bit of artistic license used in there, but that's the movie, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much the only thing was, you know, it was the adding the um, the love interest, what we found out there wasn't one. And, I mean, I had a bit of a problem with that myself. I said, should we do that or should we not? You know, and we're not saying that this is exactly true. You know, all we're saying is there was a man named Billy Deal. Um, Most of the information in the uh, movie is based on fact, except for that one part. 
and we hope that it will open up uh, discussions and for people to go and find out more information themselves about him, and hopefully the museum will allow uh, his photos to be seen, whether it's on the internet or, you know, whatever else, other avenues. I am working with the uh, Historical Resources Branch trying to get a, a monument or plaque for Billy up in Swan River, so that will probably, we're hoping it's going to take place sometime in 2011. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Ernesto. Thanks for doing this podcast. Great. Thanks, Beth. Thank More about Beth. Billy Bill and the making of Billy the movie in the December-January 2011 Canvas History magazine. My name is Bev Tellon. Thank you for tuning in.